0: Okay, don't move. Let
1: me get a picture. Okay, I'm going to hit stop, right? Okay, I can really do this at this level. Um, (laughs) I don't care that I'm the smallest one on the floor. I can still do it. And then I think the second game was the LSU game, Um, just because my teammate, I don't think she came on that trip. And I was looking on the bus like, where is our point guard at? And then yeah, you, our, coach just, <laughs> our coach came up and was like, uh, she, she's not here. I forgot what happened, but she was like, you're going to have to step up and be the point guard. And I ended up having like 21 that game, I think, wow. LSU. That was like my career high. Um, we didn't win, so there was still like lessons to be learned from it. But just to show like I can go on a big stage in front of like all those people and then kill monkey (laughs) her showing everyone was there for her and i think i heard she was going off at halftime because um
0: they didn't expect me to do that so what's next is back we are back with yet another episode jada walker episode number seven if you haven't checked out episode number six with dj knockout make sure you go check that out that is also a great episode to go check out get caught up on his story but for today as you guys can see we're the University of Kentucky's basketball facility, with Jada Walker, a member of the women's basketball team, the point guard for the University of Kentucky women's basketball program. Jada, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you coming on What's Next podcast. How's it going for you today? It's going good. It's going good, good, good. Now, you guys are just coming off of a – came up short against LSU. Um, You guys lost by uh, – double figures I believe and you guys played a really good team in LSU a team that's undefeated um talk about like 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 what's your mindset like going into the next game which you guys play South Carolina how, how, how do you plan to bounce back
1: um really just making improvements uh not making the same mistakes we did last game because um, we're a young team uh we're versatile but we're still trying to figure out what pieces do what like we're all doing different things right now we have different roles just putting them all together and improving each game and just taking like the small victories and improving on them because even though like we didn't beat lsu um we still held them to like their lowest 67 they usually average like 90 something points Mm -hmm. a game so just holding them to that is just a small victory within that and then just improving on it
0: it's a process jada it's like like it, 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 it's not you're not going to get to where you want to be immediately. It takes time. You know, uh, it's a it's a, a long process that you got to go through. And like you said, I like how you you guys look at the bright side of things. You guys aren't, you know, too hard on yourselves. You know, you matched up against a good team, but you guys put your best foot forward. And I respect that. Um, LSU game was in Rupp Arena, one of the most historical arenas in the country for college basketball. Talk about, you know, playing in Rupp Arena. Now, it's not your first time playing in it, but I want you to just share your experiences of how it is playing in Rupp Arena.
1: It's a different atmosphere. It's an actual arena. Like, I think before our game, they had some rodeo event, and they were, like, picking up sand and stuff. So, like, different things are held there. And just to be able to play in a place like that is cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, Rupp Arena, that's 25,000 people in there cheering on, you know, Go Cats, you know, Big Blue Nation historical place to play you know that's something that you can't forget let's move on a little bit let's go back actually let's go back to to where you were brought up richmond virginia you were a four-star recruit um top 100 player in the country talk about you know what it was like you know growing up in richmond virginia
1: um well i didn't live there for long so i just playing major basketball there. Um, I played for Boo Williams which is one of like the top programs in Virginia and just playing for him just really brought me a lot of opportunities. He put me on his team in like the eighth grade. I was playing on like his 16U team in seventh grade so just I got moved up like the next year so he really just threw me into the fire kind of like how I how I was thrown into the fire now so it was it kind of prepared me for
0: things that i expect to do today yeah jada so how how did basketball like like what introduced you to basketball you know what i'm saying was it was something that you like just fell in love with or was it somebody that kind of like pushed you and was like hey man you should like try basketball out for 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 an activity for a hobby like what what got you into basketball
1: yeah i think it was both a mix of both just because um i was brought into the world uh before a basketball game i think my mom was like coaching the game And then she ended up, her water broke, and they had to take me to the hospital. So coaching basketball, (laughs) they gave birth to me. And then, like, she was still coaching while I was growing up. So I got to meet a whole bunch of different players, a whole bunch of different coaches. And the game was just, like, brought to me um, at some point. And then my dad actually started training me at a young age. And I was not good. I was not very good when I was younger. I used to shoot with both hands. I don't really know how I became left-handed. I just naturally gravitated to that because the rest of my family is right-handed so
0: yeah yeah so your mom was a coach and you talked about you know how you you basically kind of was born into basketball um talk about some of the experiences and the the, the lessons that you've learned from your your mom being being a coach
1: um I learned a lot of different things uh, just how to mature at a at an early age um i transition to become like really good at a young age uh, probably like fifth sixth grade is when I really started to like fall in love with it and just watching my mom coach at different universities they all had different things with them right right the players were different the atmosphere was different and going from like d2 to d1 you can see she coached some really good players and then she coached some players that weren't as good but still competed at a high level so she knows what she's doing to some extent and then just learning from her um, within the game, like I never really got to play for, her but wow. I still learned like Absolutely. from her. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think I played only for my dad and AAU when I was younger, and then
0: went to Blue Lips. So Jada, you, you when you, we're, we're on the topic of you know you as a young child, who are some of the like people that you idolized as a young child? You know, grown up, who who are your 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 figures that you looked up to?
1: Um, really my parents at first because they were around me all the time. Um, I watched them. Um, but as I grew up, some players that I used to watch, uh, Steve Nash, he was one of my favorites. I used to wear his number.
0: Um, he was a <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you say that because y'all see a lot of comparison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great uh, passer too. So yeah. I started out as a passing point guard. Right. And I kind of started transitioning into a scoring point guard, which is – what i'm adjusting to right now like i'm kind of stuck in the middle do i want to pass do i want to shoot, I shoot. really i just need to pick one and
0: go so, with so i want to ask you this jada because it's funny you say that and I, i'm sure there's a lot of you know young youth basketball players that that are that experience the same issues or the same setbacks as you did like you know you start off as a pass first point guard how did you transfer to being a pass first point guard to more of a scoring point guard like walk me through that like that process of how you did that was it just you know working out more and working on your game more but we'll, we'll get into deeper detail with that with me
1: um, really just the different environments the different teams that i've played on because i have been on a lot of different teams and those different teams some teams are really good all the players are good so you don't need to score all the time you can dish it to the key players on your team and then there's some teams like my high school team um where everyone isn't as good so you have to put up most of the scoring and you can pass it when need be but um yeah just those different types of like, especially on boo williams all the players are good everyone's star so you have to learn how to like coexist with people on your team
0: <laughs> yeah because your team's stacked yeah. so like you gotta be able to find your role whether it's like scoring being that score or being like all right i, got, I gotta I got get 10 assists tonight you know what i'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. Talk about your identity on the court. Now, for people that who have, I've seen you play multiple times, um, uh, people who haven't seen you for the people who have not seen you so far. Like, how do you identify yourself on the court? Like, what type of play style do you bring? Are you that, you know, uh, player with a killer mindset that wants to kill anybody in front of them? You know, wants to go out go at anybody in front of them? Or are you like someone who's, you know, cool and collected? Uh, more reserved you know uh, uh, a silent assassin like what what's your what's your play style if that makes sense
1: Hmm. I really feel like again I'm a mix of both because (laughs) I do have that killer mindset Um, some games I'm really in the mode and I'm like yeah time to kill like especially on defense like when no one can get by me during the whole like full court process then I just know I'm locked in that game and then there's some games where I'm like this is a smarter team so I have to be locked in. I have to know who to give it to. I know I'm not gonna get to the basket as much because teams are taller, so just adjusting and figuring out what I need to do depending on each game plan, each matchup.
0: Right. That definitely makes sense. And I've uh, I've seen that in your game. Um I, I agree with you. You're 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 a good mix in between. Like you you have that solid assassin in you, but like you, you you want to you, you want to like destroy anybody that comes in front of you yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure that comes with the competitive spirit that you have but where does that come from
1: um really my parents okay. uh, once again they're <laughs> all coaches so most of the things i get are from them but yeah. um, them just engraving it in my head like there's some games you're going to have to kill like you're going to have to be the star on the floor like people paid to come watch you play so you got to put on a show for who's in front of you you can't leave them with nothing you know so just that and then just playing around boys like my entire life just brought that toughness out of me like i get hit i got my nose broke i got my head (laughs) beaten, bleeding and i'll just keep running down the court like nothing happened so just that toughness and that mindset
0: Uh, i love that answer jada um richmond virginia now you're at university of kentucky talk to me about why you decided to you know come and represent big blue nation
1: uh really because their style of play um the way they play defense is just exactly how I play defense so I thought that it was just going to be a great match and then just their guards how they coexist on the floor and how they play with each other and how they show like you don't have to be the tallest on the floor to perform you know everyone else has 65 66 super tall people and someone like me at 56 I'm the shortest one on the floor but I can <laughs> still like produce <laughs> Produce what I have to produce they, in order they, for us to be yeah.
0: good. Kentucky has – it's funny you say that because, like, Kentucky, they, they've produced a number of, you know, small elite guards, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, Chastity Patterson, you know, who was here a few years back, and Ryan Howard. Obviously, she's a little bit on the bigger side. But, you know, Michaela Epps, you know, you know talented small guards – Talk to me about. Um, was there anybody that you watched growing up that you know represented UK that, that you kind of wanted to follow in the pathway that inspired you to come here?
1: Um. Really, John Wall. John Wall. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, actually, I think he followed me the other day, and I just that's a cool, crazy, that's but... a very
0: cool follow, Jay.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, I just like the way he plays and his grittiness too within the game. It just like it makes me want to play harder.
0: feel like john wall is probably one of the the, obviously he's one of the biggest superstars to ever come through kentucky but like he brought kentucky to another level in terms of like making you know kentucky the more popular choice you know when it comes to going to schools you know um i think uh you know that's that's wonderful to hear that john wall is following you that's great you know connections um let's get into kentucky a little bit talk to me about college basketball in general. the differences, obviously, there's major differences between high school and college. The competition is drastically different. Um, talk to me about something that really surprised you when you got to the Division One level, and this can be anything.
1: Um, I would just say, like, the amount of adjustments that you have to make within each game. Not every team is the same. Like, high school, you can just run through any team really just because you're talented you're more talented not everyone especially in Virginia there's not a lot of teams and there's not a lot of girls who really focus on like being really good at basketball yes they play like when high school season comes like oh yeah but I played like year round I would go from high school to AU working out so really it didn't stop for me and then it showed on the court when I played with
0: how do you adjust to that, though? Like, what, what was that like for you as, you know, a, a human being? Because, like, I think a lot of people, especially people who don't play basketball, they don't understand that, you know, it's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make. Talk about, like, like, how did you dealt with that, you know, with, you know, the time, the time management that you had to have, whether it was working out around the clock, you know, getting ready for different seasons, whether it's high school season, whether it's AU season. Talk to me about, like, how do you manage your time? How do you keep yourself grounded?
1: Um, really what, in my teenage years, you don't really have anything to do. I didn't really have a job. My job was basketball, you know, trying to get a scholarship to pay for my school, like, full-time. That was my job. That's what my parents preached to me. So, like, that's all I focused on after school. I would work out. I would go to AAU practice. I would come back practice again, like, early in the morning practice, like, do whatever I had to do, especially, like, again, being a smaller guard, like, you have to work harder than everyone else. You can't just go in there and think you're gonna shoot over six five, six six people without any type of practice
0: or adjustments. So, absolutely, um, you said it, Jada. Um, let's let's talk about your freshman year. You know, obviously, you made that jump. You, you already explained, you know, the surprise factor, the adjustments, the importance of inju- adjustments um, at the Division One level. Your freshman year, you guys end out as SEC champions, correct? Yes. What was that what was that moment like for you? Uh, it felt good.
1: <laughs> it felt real good uh just like in your first year to be able to contribute to something like that, not everyone gets a chance to do that um but I guess within the circumstances that we had with the the players, like we didn't have a lot of players, so it was like put up or shut up at that moment like yeah. you you were put in, you had to be put in, you had to perform um they yeah. knew I was young. Um, I also had a lot of learning to do, there was a lot of mistakes I made, but I continued to play hard throughout that year, and we came out on top.
0: For sure, as a freshman, um, you don't always get that opportunity, you know, especially coming into a, a whole new level, because Division One you start from level zero, but you, you don't get that opportunity, you know, some freshmen don't even get minutes. You know, obviously, you were on the other side of that, you got a lot of minutes, you started at least 22 games your freshman year. Um, I want you to talk about, you know, seeing that success as, as SEC champions to, you know, preparing for your upcoming season, which is, you know, uh, to your sophomore season. Talk to me about like the things that you did as, as in your summer workouts to prepare for your sophomore season, which is now.
1: Uh, really definitely just more shooting, uh, more threes, more jump shots, just because, um. I just know I'm not going to be able to get as many layups, and I'm still adjusting to that now because it's still sometimes in my head where I'm like, I'm going to keep driving. I don't care if she's 6'6", but I just got to know and be smart and be aware that um, we need points. And yeah. to be efficient, I'm going to have to knock down more jumpers and more shots outside of just attacking. Right,
0: at right, right, right. Yeah. Talk to me about your off the, off the court life like your what's your off the court experience as a college college athlete what, what is that like for you Jada
1: um it's, it's super chill um I I don't really treat it like anything else so I don't really want to be well I do want to be treated like a superstar but at the same time I'm just <laughs> like a down to earth type person like hope, anyone that knows, <laughs> knows that.
0: I hope we're treating you like a superstar here on what's yeah. next but yeah yeah you're down to earth person you know um you're just enjoying the process is that right yeah Perf- for sure for sure um role change your freshman year to your sophomore year you're in bigger shoes now you have a bigger role you're starting point guard now talk to me about how you're how, how you've adapted to that role and then how is that going for you now
1: um it's really just been a big leadership adjustment uh I didn't really use my voice a lot last year I just came like I didn't really know anyone but now just stepping into those shoes it's a lot of younger people now like six or seven freshmen that wow. now I have to give them what I learned from the past year and use my voice to help them while still learning from like the upperclassmen above me so like a mix of learning asking questions but also like teaching the younger yeah. people
0: below. yeah you're in that middle phase you know you're yeah. you got to teach the younger kids and then you know the, the people you're still learning at the same time yeah. you know because you're a sophomore as well um Challenges. What are some things that you're still trying to improve on during your? You're in the middle of your season right now. What are some things that you want to improve on as the season goes forward?
1: Um, just consistency. Uh, there'll be some games where, like, I do really good, and I just have to match that same energy the next game like some games I'll go off and have 19 21 and other games I won't have as many points but yeah other stats will be there and just like staying consistent in both because our team like really needs it right now so
0: how are you coping with that like 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 um what are some things that your coaching staff is telling you to to cope with that
1: really just to be confident and just shoot because um, <laughs> I can shoot like I know I can shoot it's just sometimes i'm a little hesitant yeah. in between certain things when i know i can knock the shot down or i know i can do this and just doing it instead of like that little voice in my head saying oh but what if it doesn't like yeah, what if don't, yeah, don't even think about it, just, just do it, it. <laughs> just, yeah,
0: just shoot it just shoot it let's talk a little bit about jada let's talk a little bit about like your your confidence you said confidence so i, I want to talk a little bit more about confidence like when did the you know I'm supposed to be here moment really spark in your head for you like when was that moment where you were like man I'm 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 here I'm here I'm I'm supposed to be at the University of Kentucky and, and I'm one of the best you know point guards not only in the conference but the nation what when, when did that come apparent for you
1: um I will probably say two games my first game I started versus DePaul um and I had a good showing that game and that's when I knew like okay, I can really do this at this level. Um, <laughs> I don't care that I'm the smallest one on the floor. I can still do it. And then I think the second game was the LSU game, um, just because my teammate, I don't think she came on that trip. And I was looking on the bus like, where is our point guard at? And yeah, then our coach, just, <laughs> our coach came up and was like, uh, "She, she's not here. I forgot what happened, but she was like, you're going to have to step up and be the point guard. And I ended up having like, 21 that game I think wow. versus LSU that was like my career high. Um, we didn't win, so there was still like lessons to be learned from it. But just to show like I can go on a big stage in front of like all those people and then kill monkey <laughs> her showing, everyone was there for her and I think I heard she was going off at halftime because um, so they didn't expect me to do that. So
0: that's what's so up. That's a very humbling story. Um, Uh, what's your like (laughs) it's funny because I want to dig in deeper to that story um what's your mindset like when you know uh uh, Coach Elsie's like you're the point guard like what's going through your mind when you're like oh crap like I I actually got to play x and x amount of minutes tonight like 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 are you nervous or like walk me through like your 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 emotional standpoint
1: um I was kind of nervous but at the same time we were like midway through the season so I'm already like Amped up, my adrenaline's already running. I've already been through these games a couple of times. Like the physicality, I know it's gonna be physical, but just like going hard and not caring about the consequences. Like we're gonna win or we're gonna lose, but at least I can say like I didn't, I didn't give up, even though I'm the youngest one on the floor.
0: Facts, facts. Um, Got nothing to lose, right? Just, just go out there and play. Uh, I want to touch a little bit on NIL. Now you're in a unique position because you know. you're walking into to college as a freshman and NILs on its way, you know, it's starting to, the, you're starting to see the NIL evolution come into play. Well, talk to me about, you know, having that opportunity, you know, to, 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 to make money and, and make money off of your name and likeness. Like, what's that like for you?
1: I think it's, it's a really cool opportunity. I really never thought we were going to get the, <laughs> the the chance to make money right. off our name. Right. So just for them to put that rule, I know everyone was, was excited, but that really wasn't my main focus when it first came out because I'm like, now everyone's focused on getting money in their name yeah. and forgetting yeah. about playing. And I want to get to a point where, I'm doing so good to the point that they'll just come, and it's not like I'm forcing, you know, NIO on myself. So it's like I want to make the name for myself before like NIO makes the name for me, and then it's like people can't say like, "Why are you focused so much on NIO that you're not playing?" Yeah, well I was gonna ask you, performing? Jada, like,
0: like not to cut you off, but like the balancing factor of that you know nil. you talked about like how it can be in distraction so you know easily like how do you balance that though like like as a as an individual how do you balance out you know not focusing too much on nio because it can be a distraction you know you you got all these people who you where you who wants to make make help you make money now on the other hand you know you can you can still get distracted you know whether it's like you know focusing too much on deals and not worrying about you know film and and all this other stuff and practice because you're worried about getting the money like how do you balance that though like how how do you cope with that and balance with it?
1: um for me, I just feel like the money's always gonna be there I feel like there's gonna be a bigger reward like in the end like you just want to take it on now and then just not focus on like the the bigger goal i guess at the end yeah, then yeah. i don't know what to do it for because i know everyone's like why aren't you in IO? like why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that but it's like i see it like the money's there like i want the money but i just here. know it's gonna be there by the time i'm i'm done and like when it's all said and done and i've like achieved what i wanted to achieve before sure. it, then i will be even bigger than that
0: you so. got the right i love your mindset man it's just it's remarkable um Let's talk about, we're, we're heading into conference play, and we also headed into NCAA, right? Um, now, a few years back, the NCAA, you know, had a little bit, it got some backlash from, from, you know, the nation about, you know, not putting on as much as exposure on the women's basketball side of things. Um, March Madness, like, what's your take on that? Do you, like, like how do you think it should be handled I want to say like 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 obviously you know the men's basketball side of March Madness gets a lot more attention and then when you look at the women's side it's like it's kind of pushed under the rug. I want to ask you like like what do you think are some things that they can do to make make it better for for you as a a, you know women's basketball player in in NCAA?
1: Um, Well I think the NCAA like they're gonna do it if they do decide to do it it's still not gonna be as as much so i feel like us as a whole we need to just start doing stuff to promote it ourselves like our coaches our players our staff members just need to collaborate and find different ways to promote our games and things like that because the ncaa is gonna do it they showed like improvements like the year they gave the weights and the different stuff (laughs) they tried to show that they do it but it's not really going to be a big change, yeah, change unless, like, we do it ourselves and a big group of people show that, like, we love watching women's basketball.
0: I feel like that, that, that'll work better for you guys in the long run. I mean, you guys have connections. You know, we, we, we already see your connections. You know, John Wall following you. Know, people, are, people follow you guys, you know, and especially in the, the NBA community and the men's basketball community as well. So I feel like eventually it will get to where it should be. Um, let's move on. Expectations for this season. Jada, what, what are your expectations?
1: Really just to be better than I was a year ago. Um, self-improvement, but also improvement in our team. I know it's a brand new team, so like the expectations were like out the roof for this year. Everyone is like, oh, you have to do what last year's team did. Oh, you have to do better, but it's a brand new team. It's a very young team, and just to see like the improvements in the freshmen like Kennedy and me me and different um people on our team that's really showed like they can compete at this level too really makes me happy because i was in their shoes a year ago so like i can't expect from them what happened to me because it was a whole different situation but just to show or just for them showing that you know they can do it at this level too makes me happy
0: love that answer um and you get to see like your leadership in effect right you you get to see like like the 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 girls that you've led and how they're you know turning out you know how they're shaping in 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 the future um jada let's talk a little bit about your inspirations like who are are some of the biggest inspirations in your life that that you that you you lean on to when you know things aren't going to your going your exactly your way like who are your biggest inspirations my mom
1: (laughs) my dad but also my brother probably because he's younger than me but he looks up to me in sort of a way and um He wants to be in that spot too one day. He wants to play D1. Um, I know it's harder for him just because we're close to the same height and it's harder for guys to, you know, make it that up there. But um, just for him, like, having heart. And I teach him, like, every time I come back, like, when we play one-on-one, we go at it every day. Um, Those one-on-one battles. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good, but sometimes it's really bad. But um, just teaching him that he can still make it, uh, whether it's Juco. We, we watched Last Chance U, yeah. um, and that really just inspired him to go harder because you can still make it to D1 from Juco. You can make it. There's a lot of different options than just starting at D1 because the big names are going to make it to D1 already. That's just a given. But the people who aren't as known can still make it to that place. And even me, like I wasn't a big name. I was a four-star, but no one really knew who I was. And then just to come in and make the impact that I did really
0: shocked people. So For sure. What's your, what's your little brother's name? Jaden. Jaden, you can do it. You can definitely do it, okay? There's, there's plenty of undersized guards in Division I basketball. Your sister's doing it right now, so you can definitely do it. Let's move on. I hope he's taking that advice. <laughs> I hope he's watching that. Let's end out with our question, as we always do what's next Just one. what's next podcast jada what is next up for you
1: um what's next for me uh just to make a bigger name for myself yep. uh keep putting on for for where i'm from and um just to encourage other younger girls such as myself to just keep pushing keep going hard uh, and just be you it doesn't matter what anyone says uh you can do it
0: facts you got it ladies and gentlemen hit that like and subscribe button Jada Walker, I appreciate you for coming on here on What's Next Podcast. It's been an uh, amazing episode, getting to know your story, getting to know where you're from and, you know, what 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 basically turned you into the Jada Walker. I love it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hit that like and subscribe button. We got another episode coming out to you. <sighs> Please hit that subscribe button. It's going to do us a great favor. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Jada, thank you for coming on. Oh, Episodes and exclusive content. Subscribe to what's next with Rio.